I just want to say thank you, Pastor John and Pastor Kerry and Pastor Sylvia, for all that you do for us and all that you've done for me. Um, and I just want to say thank you. Um, thank you doesn't cut it, you know, and I'm not going to cry. So I'd just like to say hello to everybody online, <laughs> to those joining us. Um, so we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony and did not love our lives unto the death. So I'm going to share part of my testimony. Not everybody knows it. Um, thank you. I love that last song. That's a living sacrifice. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. So from about year seven, um, that's where it all started. Um, I started hanging out with the cool crowd and um, ran amok, started drinking, um, trying to fit in, you know. There was a place in me that um, there was a hole that nothing could fit, you know. Um, I ran away from home in year seven and I lived with drug dealers. I became a state of the a ward of the state until I was 18 years old. I was out of um, in and out of refuges, family members putting up with me, God bless them, and friends. By 18, I was taking speed and drinking heavily. Um, I was injecting speed and um, drinking and taking anything that I could get my hands on. At 21, I was in my first rehabilitation center. I was introduced to AA and NA, and I was told to put my faith in a God of my own understanding. I couldn't understand myself, let alone a God. What is this God of my own understanding? Mother Earth, angels, trees, nature, unicorns, crystals, other broken people. I was told if I couldn't find one, then to put it into the rooms and into other people that were just as broken as I was. But now I was injecting speed, taking pills, drinking alcohol, taking whatever I could get my hands on. My 20s and 30s are a blur, filled with crime, drugs, toxic relationships, psychosis, hospitalizations, detoxes and rehabs. Diagnosed with mental health, bipolar, ADHD, borderline personality disorder, whilst walking the tightrope of psychosis towards schizophrenia. Now I had prescribed drugs on top of a Webster pack of cocktail of medications. I was a liar. I cheated. I stole. I've been abused in all areas of my life and been a perpetrator of abuse. I've been caught drink driving four times over the speed limit and I should have been dead. In my late 30s, I got clean off speed, but I kept drinking. Fast forward to... 2015 January, I was injecting methamphetamine. After the first time, I was back using it like it was speed at my worst. I just went straight back to five years previous, straight back into it. By December, I was using a cocktail of GHB, MDMA, alcohol, prescribed drugs, methamphetamine and over-the-counter medication. I was a mess. I didn't know who I was. The devil had taken control of my life. I had broken every, every relationship I had with my family. My auntie and uncle were going through their own stuff and they had put me through rehab again. I could not stop. I was fastly losing my mind. 
had been through close to $1,000 in less than $100,000 in less than a year. I had lost everyone and everything. My parents years ago had to love me from a distance. They couldn't continue to break their own hearts as they watched me self-destruct. My fifth rehab in 2015, my auntie and uncle gave me one more chance whilst going through their own and packing me off to Duralong Transformation Centre, a Salvation Army rehab where I was introduced to the Christian faith. I thought it was a cult. I was introduced to the Father, Son, Jesus and Holy Spirit. I was at the end of myself. Spirit broken, soul filled with darkness and my body battered. I was full of shame and guilt, anger, remorse, rage, self-loathing, self-righteousness as though the world owed me something. I was so far removed from reality, not knowing ever really who I was in the first place. I came to the end of myself. I remember my point of surrender. I was in a Wednesday night chapel service. And as the music was playing, I looked up and I saw a, a woman, an older woman standing up with her hands raised and she was just worshiping the Lord. Everybody was walking out, she was just standing there by herself. And I thought, I need to do this. I've got nothing left to lose and everything to gain. There was such freedom upon her face. My thoughts said that I had to do it, but it was actually Holy Spirit now that I realized talking to me. So I had nothing left to lose. So I wrote my first prayer and I stuck it on my wall in my cabin. And it was a prayer for protection, God's protection for my family. I was two months clean off all drugs and alcohol and I fell into psychosis again. And I thought I'd truly done irrevocable damage to my brain. My psychiatrist stated that it was looking like I would, would be drug-induced uh, schizophrenia. I didn't want to live like this for the rest of my life. And the devil started playing suicidal thoughts in my mind. All I had was a mustard seed of faith. I just believed that God could save me from myself and from the enemy. And so the transformation began. I decided to trust God. Not that I really understood him or knew about him, but I would trust him and him alone and not man. Was it easy? No. It took me two years to truly, fully come to comprehend and receive Jesus. I couldn't say his name correctly. I was first introduced to the power of God through the Holy Spirit in rehab where people would be prayed and they would fall under the, under the power of God. And I knew these boys... These boys would not fall and be so embarrassed. And I was like, what's going on here? It's got to be God. And I would look, I remember looking in his eyes. It was, and I would, he'd open his eyes up and I was like, wow, I could see something change from the power of God. So I got up for prayer. Next thing I knew, I was on the floor. The entire church had left the building. There was someone out beside me on the floor and a worker helps me get up. Before the whole church was full and the power of God, someone prayed for me and the power of God hit me so hard that I fell and I woke up. I knew I had been touched by God. <laughs> Next, I came to know the Father in heaven. This was difficult. 
I had uh, my biological father is Aboriginal who left us when we were very young and my, my dad Graham raised us. And this in no way was a representation. Our Heavenly Father is nothing. He's not a representation of our Father on earth. And then Pastor John said a scripture to me one day. And he said, Call no man on earth your Father as you have one Father and he's in heaven, which I now see delivered and healed me then and there. Two years to the day of stopping drugs and alcohol, I met Jesus. Watch out, devil, your time was up. Sunday afternoon, watching the Passion of the Christ, something took over me and I couldn't stop crying. This was the day I fully and totally surrendered my life and believed that Jesus is the Son of God, came in the flesh and was crucified for my sins and was raised to life and is coming back. Praise God. <laughs> that night was the last night that I put my hand up, confessed with my mouth and believed in my heart that Jesus is Lord and Saviour. That night I was released, my mouth was released to be able to say the name Jesus. Before then I couldn't say Jesus. So I came through Holy Spirit I met, then the Father I met, and then Jesus. So if you're watching, the only way to the Father in heaven is through Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm a witness to this because I experienced this biblical truth. I started without even knowing, being taught and led by my best friend, Holy Spirit, abiding. I didn't realise I was just communing, conversating with God, talking with him, hanging out with him, praying, driving, praying for people. I was practising prayers and talking and singing and giving thanks and praise in my car and praying for people on sidewalks through my car and hitting them with the Holy Spirit. And <laughs> I didn't realise that this was all abiding at getting to know him, thinking of him first and putting him first. He's first and foremost in my mind at all times. I started declaring scriptures over my life for the past six years. 1 Corinthians 2.16 For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. My mind was a battlefield. But I started declaring these scriptures. I had them post-noted in my car, at home, on the fridge, on my bedroom wall, in my wallet, on my screensaver. Everywhere I looked, I had the mind of Christ. I had the mind of Christ. I had the mind of Christ. I came to learn like being, that being made in the image of God, we are three realms. We are spirit, which is brand new. We are soul, mind, will and emotions is our soul, which needs continual renewing, overhauling and the flesh in our body. And 2 Corinthians 10.5 also saved my life. That casting down all arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. This means every thought that the enemy tries to trick me with, thinking you're not good enough, thinking you're not even saved. How could God even love me? That's not you. That's not our thoughts. That's the devil trying to get us to accept them as our own and then act and behave out of those lies. So I would take every thought captive. As you can see, I do movement. So I would take every thought captive and into the obedience of Christ. Every thought. The little prophetic acts that God 
has me do. That's my personality. But, you know, I cast down. I cast things out of my mind as soon as I, I feel them or hear them. And the more awareness and the discernment of self of what's happening in here and what's happening in here, the quicker we can come and grab it and then change it and give ourselves the mind of Christ. This scripture, the casting down of arguments and every high thing, doesn't just stop there. It also means that we have to cast down our excuses and our reasons as well. If the thought isn't something Jesus would think, don't sit there and analyse it. Why am I thinking this? Where did it come from? Is this me? Is this the devil? He's already got you. So as soon as you're aware of it, grab it and cast it down to the feet of Jesus and think of Jesus and things above and not below. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Being progressively changed, our souls maturing spiritually, focusing on God and his word. Our spirits are new, but our souls need to be changed entirely, 360, so that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I want to be in his will for me. Do you? So we go back one scripture back, Romans 12.1, and this gives us a practical and how to be to be found in God's acceptable and perfect will for us. It's practical. That we present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is our reasonable service. This means with Holy Spirit's help, we take our everyday life, our eating, our sleeping, our going to school, our going to work, hanging out with family, friends, church, everything we say, everything we do and everything we act and give it to God. Here, dedicate yourself, your entire life to him. It's for his will and his way for his good pleasure, not our own. This is our true and proper worship. So when we take ourselves, our lives each day, morning, and say, Lord, I give you my life, I give you my day, I give you my body, I give you my mouth, I give you my mind, I give you my heart. We bind ourselves to Christ. If we dedicate is to consecrate ourselves, as setting ourselves apart from the world and, to, and its culture and giving our lives to be like Jesus. He died on that cross to forgive us our sins and to reconcile us back to the Father, but then so he could come and live in us. His Holy Spirit lives in us. We need to be intentional, intentionally intentional and consciously conscious of our words, of our thoughts, of our actions and behaviours. I start to use a daily routine, a decision, my decision, my decision each morning as I get up and my feet hit the floor is to lay my everything down to him. Everything, every person in my life, every relationship I have, everything I own, everything I am, that's dying to self daily. This then gives permission to Holy Spirit to come in and transform us from the inside out. That we have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer us who live but Christ who lives in us. And the life which we now live in the flesh, we live by the faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave 
himself for us. Galatians 2.20 These scriptures have saved my life. They have renewed my mind. I declare them every day, more times a day, as need be. When your mind's at war with you and your spirit and your soul are fighting, you know, it's about that renewing of the mind, those scriptures, that giving, I bind my mind to the mind of Christ. I, Lord, I give you my thoughts. I give you my dreams. I give you my visions. I give you my imagination and I bind myself to you. This is how he changes us. This is to say that we crucify our old nature. My ego, my rights, my toxic mindsets and my bad behaviour. It was no longer important that I be the centre of attention. All I had to be was the centre of attention. No longer important that I look good before mankind. It doesn't matter. And I do not need to strive to please God. You do not need to strive to please God. For Christ lives in us. His Holy Spirit is for us. That he lives in us. He that lives in us is far greater than he that lives in this world. We live by faith and accept him by faith, trusting, relying completely on Jesus who was crucified, his blood shed to forgive our sins, but to receive his forgiveness and applying that to our everyday life, the finished works of Calvary Cross, taking our deliverance from all darkness. He delivered us from all darkness, taking our healing physically and mentally and emotionally, taking that, living in that position of his finished works. Yes, Lord, you've delivered me. You've healed me. I'm stepping into it, taking our freedom. All things God has planned and called us to do without a trace of shame, without a trace of guilt. This scripture, therefore now there is no condemnation for those of us in Christ Jesus. We are not guilty of any punishment for us who believe in Christ and be renewed in the spirit of our minds and that we put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Ephesians 4, 23, 24. Renewed in the spirit of our minds continually, daily, having fresh mental spiritual attitudes, reading the word, speaking good conversations, changing our thoughts to line up with his word. If there's a thought in there, we need to look at that. That's not of God. Let's look at that. That the new self, a new way of life, a living, living as Jesus lived, as God continues to transform us from the inside out, he's moulding us. He's moulding us into the image of his son, conforming us to his character and his nature, created in God's image. In God's image we were created man and female. That we live in a way that shows our love and our gratitude for the salvation of our souls. It's a daily, it's a daily living, a daily repentance that we need to live a daily dying to self, dying of old ways, of old heart attitudes and of old mindsets and asking, Holy Spirit, come in and renew me, renew my mind. 
I need a new mind. I need a new heart. He takes out our heart of stone and gives us a heart of flesh. But we have to agree with him for him to come in and to do that work, to lay down living sacrifices to him. So we're living in a way that shows our love and our gratitude for the salvation of our souls. Jesus is the salvation of our souls. And I know there are those watching who don't know Jesus. And I ask you, from psychosis, from drug addiction, from having no one and nothing, I could not put a sentence together. I couldn't think clearly. I couldn't look after myself properly. I barely ate. I couldn't shower. I hated myself so much that I wanted to kill myself. And those scriptures of about renewing our minds and asking God to come in and do it because no man, no psychiatrist, no psychologist, no AA meeting, no NA meeting, no counsellor. My family couldn't do it. My friends couldn't help me. The change this time was Jesus. I had found Jesus. I had found the lover of my soul, the one who wanted to reconcile me to himself, who died on a cross to come and live in me and to change me because I am nothing without him. If you are stuck, you've got mental health issues, if you're stuck in addiction, we're all addicted to something, whether it be a phone, food, porn, alcohol, drugs, cars, women, money, it list goes on. The only one who can save you from yourself is Jesus. The only one. It took me 20 odd years. I was in and out of rehab, detoxes. I was trying this, trying that form of therapy, try this form of therapy, try this. Some things work for a little bit. They'll work for about this long. Until Jesus and my story is all about him. It's all about his glory. It's all about him changing me. I had absolutely nothing to do with it because when I have something to do with my life, it goes this way, down the gurgler. So when I surrender and yield, which is submit, and I yield to God each morning, I say, do as you wish in my life as I try and I want to be a nicer person, more like Jesus, with the heart and compassion of Christ, we are called to love. God is love. We're called to speak truth in love. So I ask if you need a saviour, a healer, the only one who can heal your soul, the only one who can heal your mind, the only one who can heal your physical and your mental and your emotional stuff is Jesus. There's no other way. You can't go Holy Spirit and you can't go Father either. You've got to come through Jesus, the way, the truth and the life. If you don't have peace, if you have fear, the agape love of the Father can come in and wipe that fear away like this. The peace of Christ Jesus that surpasses all this world's understanding 
will guard your heart and your mind in him. The peace, this world has no peace, no peace whatsoever, but the peace that it speaks about in this Bible, our foundation, my instruction manual to life, because I had to start all again from the very beginning. I had to be accountable for my behaviour, my actions, my words. And I had to think, what is this? I need to change. This isn't Christ. The peace that this world does not have is only to be found in Christ, in Jesus. If you want that peace, because I know I search for that peace my entire life, I search for that love, I searched for that belonging, I searched for everything and I could not find it. Nothing could fill that God space that we all have in us. There's a God hole that only Jesus can fill. No drugs, no alcohol, nothing can fill that. No music, no feel goods, no food, no nothing can fill that spot except for Jesus. So if there's any people online who want to receive Christ, all you need to say is call on the name of the Lord and you will be saved. You just need to say, Jesus, here I am. Come and live inside of me. I am a sinner. I don't know the way. Jesus, I give you my life and I ask you to come and change me. The word says, the Bible says, call on the name of the Lord and you will be saved. If you say it with your mouth and believe it in your heart that Jesus is Lord and Saviour, he will change your life. He will bring you peace that you have never had. He will bring you deliverance and healing. If you've got healing, you need healing. Healing, physical healing. I have seen it. I have felt it. I have felt my back straighten up. God is amazing. God is supernatural and I can, he's marvellous. He's marvellous. If you just ask him to come and live inside of you, if you give him your heart, you lay it all down, you've got nothing, he will come in and he will take over and you can take your hands off the wheel, your hands off the rein. You don't need to be in control anymore because he will take control and show you how to live. Because our steps are ordered by the Lord, the word says. And the word says that Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. That Holy Spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, comforts us, counsels us. All we need is Holy Spirit, Jesus, and Abba Father. His Holy Spirit is our best friend. I've relied on him for the last six years. And he has not done me wrong. He has saved me from the pits of hell where I should be dead or in a nut house with a needle hanging out of my arm in a gutter somewhere. Jesus saved me and changed me, brought my family back. I know you're watching and it's only Jesus and it's only Jesus that will save you from yourself. 
So I just ask, Father, right now, that right now I'm just going to declare the mind of Christ. I'm just going to declare the peace, the peace right now, the peace of Christ upon you. I'm just going to declare that right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for fresh renewing minds of Christ. I thank you, Lord, for your peace, your agape peace to be upon those watching on live stream. I thank you, Lord, for salvations. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for your life. I thank you, Lord, that you are conforming us to your the image of your son, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I give you all the thanks and all the praise, Jesus. I just thank you for my life. You only just gave me back my life, but you gave a mother back her daughter. You gave a father back his daughter. I thank you, Lord, that you gave me back to my family. I thank you, Lord, for my church family. I thank you. Oh. King of kings and Lord of lords, I just ask you right now to touch those minds right now, to touch those minds right now. Touch them, Lord. The finger of God be upon your mind right now. Just feel the Holy Spirit coming. Just feel the Holy Spirit coming and touch your mind. Taking out that fear right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for your peace, your, your peace, your peace, your shalom the peace that is complete and whole in him. So I give you all the thanks and all the praise, Jesus. Thank you, Pastor John. <laughs>